Hello. I hope you don't mind me asking, but um, are you afraid of the dark? I must admit, I sometimes am if I hear strange noises. Now here on Search for Truth, your Bible teacher Brian is talking about the night watchman in this series called Guarding the Gates. Darkness brings its own dangers and Brian will again bring us Bible teaching to encourage us in our Christian testimony. So let's enjoy considering the night watchman with Brian. And thank you, John. And yes, the topic is opening the doors. And here's an interesting thing. Ancient doors had two socket stones, one above and one at the foot. These allowed for a rotating post to which the door was attached. This idea is the basis of the Bible proverb, as the door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed. This proverb still makes some sense as we think of modern door hinges, but its full graphic force is best appreciated when we realise that doors in olden times were fixed to a tall post, which turned in socket stones, to which the turning of the lazy man on his bed is compared. Doors, of course, are made to be opened, but the presence of doorkeepers or keepers of the threshold ensured this was a controlled access point. This was especially important when we're talking about the temple for God which Solomon built. There were four gates which gave access at each of the four compass points. Let's read again our now familiar text from 1 Chronicles chapter 9 and discover a fourth duty of those who were the keepers of the threshold. Now the gatekeepers were Shalom and Akub and Talman and Achiman and their relatives. Shalom, the chief, being stationed until now at the king's gate to the east. These were the gatekeepers for the camp of the sons of Levi. Shalom, the son of Kore, the son of Ebiasaph, the son of Korah, and his relatives of his father's house, the Korahites, were over the work of the service, keepers of the thresholds of the tent. And their fathers had been over the camp of the Lord, keepers of the entrance. Phineas, the son of Eleazar, was ruler over them previously, and the Lord was with him. Zechariah, the son of Meshelemiah, was gatekeeper of the entrance of the tent of meeting. All these who were chosen to be gatekeepers at the thresholds were 212. These were enrolled by genealogy in their villages, whom David and Samuel the seer appointed in their office of trust. So they and their sons had charge of the gates of the house of the Lord, even the house of the tent, as guards. The gatekeepers were on the four sides to the east, west, north and south. Their relatives in their villages were to come in every seven days from time to time to be with them. For the four chief gatekeepers, who were Levites, were in an office of trust, and were over the chambers and over the treasuries in the house of God. They spent the night around the house of God because the watch was committed to them, and they were in charge of opening it morning by morning. And in that last verse, we have once again a further assigned task for the keepers of the threshold. They were in charge of opening it morning by morning. That is, they allowed or facilitated access to all who should be able to gain entrance to God's house, while being charged with preventing entry to unauthorised persons. I'm reminded at this point of words Jesus spoke someday to lawyers that is, to those who considered themselves to be experts in the law of Moses. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus had this to say to these lawyers. 
he said, Woe to you lawyers as well, for you weigh men down with burdens hard to bear, while you yourselves will not even touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and it was your fathers who killed them. So you are witnesses, and approve the deeds of your fathers, because it was they who killed them, and you build their tombs. For this reason also the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill, and some they will persecute, so that the blood of all the prophets, shed since the foundation of the world, may be charged against this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the house of God. Yes, I tell you, it shall be charged against this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, and you hindered those who were entering. It's that last part which is of particular interest in relation to our topic. Here were people who studied God's law, and it was good that they did, but they didn't get the benefit from it which was God's intention. The fault lay entirely with them, of course. They took away the key of knowledge. Their distorted presentations of God's law obscured what God had made clear. When we read about the Lord speaking about the key of knowledge, a delightful picture is presented here. Jesus has just finished charging the Jewish religious leaders with murdering the prophets whom God had sent with his messages to the nation. He spoke of one of them who was killed between the altar and the temple, referred to by the Lord as the house of God. So Jesus has just been speaking about God's house. And in the very next verse, he talks about the key of knowledge. That would seem to lead us to conclude that God's house should be a place of learning, a house of knowledge, knowledge of the true God and of his ways. These leading lawyers, experts in the Mosaic law, should have helped the people to get the maximum insight into the teaching and ways of God. But even they themselves missed it. What was worse, they effectively denied access to the same truth for so many others. Later on in the Bible, the Apostle James would warn Christian Jews not to be too eager to be teachers. It was for this very reason. For when Bible teachers get it wrong, they bear the responsibility for misguiding others and not only themselves. In modern times, the extreme examples have been cult leaders who have destroyed the lives of those who blindly followed them. The events which transpired at Jonestown and Waco are still chilling to review. We should, by contrast, be those who open up the Word of God allowing others to enter with us into the true knowledge of God and his ways. The keepers of the threshold in Old Testament times literally admitted many into God's house. Through the correct opening up of the scriptures today, believers are to be helped to make progress into God's spiritual house. Knowing God in his house of knowledge is the goal and using the Bible is the key. When the Lord taught those two disciples on their weary journey that's recorded in Luke 24, we read, Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. 
and they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he were going further. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it's getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? That must have been the most exciting Bible study ever. It made all the difference to those two disillusioned followers of Jesus who'd wrongly thought that the cross had crushed all their hopes of the Christ. But those who believe in Jesus can never be disappointed, not in him, not when they come to a true understanding. The word they used to describe Jesus explaining the scriptures was the word meaning to open thoroughly. That's the target for every Bible teacher. It is to open up the Word of God, to make the truths it contains accessible to the listener. But the experts of the law, whom Jesus condemned, had done the opposite. Missing God's truth themselves, they precluded others' access by means of their distorted personal misunderstandings. May God help us to have the way into God's house, the house of knowledge, clearly opened up to us. That's the responsibility of today's keepers of the threshold. They are literally key men.
As usual, here's a reminder how you can receive a transcript book of all the talks in this series. Firstly, it's available online and you can obtain it by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info forward slash media. Alternatively, you can write to us and request a hard copy book. Just ask for the title Guarding the Gates. And don't forget to include your postal address so we know where to send it. And you can use email or the post and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wotton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, did you know that by going to www.searchfortruth.podbean.com, you can actually download the programmes onto your own device for re-listening, perhaps in your car as you travel. So try it out and enjoy. And once again, it's been great to enjoy the pleasure of your company today. Thanks for giving your time to be with us, and I'd love for you to join us next time if you're able to. But until then, it's goodbye and very best wishes from our Bible teacher, Brian, our producer, David, our singers, and me, John. So see you again soon, and in the meantime, we wish you God's richest blessings. Light on.